0: You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast, episode 12, Growing a Tea Garden. If you're a tea drinker like me, you do not want to miss this episode. I'm going to be discussing several different plants, herbs, and flowers that are just perfect addition for any garden. These plants are wonderful for making tea blends and are some of the most common and popular ingredients found in your favorite teas. Join me as I talk about which plants are perfect for starting your very own tea garden. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I'm a wife, mother of three, and the creator of the blog, Winging It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family, as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. Hey guys, in this episode we're going to talk about something that's kind of a goal for me in my garden, and that is to grow our own herbs and flowers for tea. There's a bunch of different herbs and flowers, as you know, if you're a tea drinker, you see all different kinds of ingredients, different flavors, um, and you may have some of your favorites. And if you are interested in growing your own tea, it's really not a difficult thing to do. You just have to know uh, what herbs and flowers to plant. In fact, they're really easy to plant. Herbs are really easy. Uh, They're versatile and useful. And they're really great, not only in teas, but things like infused waters, essential oils, cooking and first aid. Herbs are just a really great in addition to your garden, to your vegetables and your flowers. They just add so many uh, benefits to your garden. Uh, Learning to grow and use herbs is something that I'm currently focusing a lot of my attention because like I said, they're so versatile. You can use them in the house, but they're also really great in the garden. A lot of herbs are pest deterrents or they add, good nutrients back into the ground, those kinds of things. So typically harvesting herbs can involve things like drying the plants, seeping those dried leaves and flowers in hot water. That's typically how you do it. You would dry your, your plant and seep the leaves or flowers in hot water. typically the part of the plant that can be used can be different dependent on the herb or flower. It could be flowers or leaves, even the fruits or the seeds of the plant that is actually used for tea. And, and so basically just knowing that part of the herb and what part will be harvested is one of the most important aspects to learn. When you really start to grow your own tea, there are several herbs that I think are really great options to start. They're relatively easy to grow and they have a huge variety of uses. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So the first herb and probably one of my favorite plants, something that I tell people to get if they want to get started growing something, grow this because it's really hard to kill it just is really fragrant really pretty it's a really great option for um, your balconies and your patios and so many uses and that is mint sounds so simple but mint is is honestly one of my favorite plants to grow it's hardy it grows fast it's hard to kill like i said which is really great especially if you're a new gardener or if you're like me when I started and I just didn't know what I was doing, it grows very easily. So you want to be careful though, if you're going to plant it in a planter and not in the garden directly into the ground, cause it will spread, will take over other plants. If you do want to in the ground in your garden, plant it in a planter in the ground. But I like to just, I like to just grow it every year in a big pot on my patio. Cause it's really pretty, really pretty green. And when it's really healthy and new, it's, um, fragrant and I use it for all kinds of things. I love also adding mint to just a pitcher of water, uh, in the summer. And I also love doing things like freezing it. I'll do another episode on how to freeze herbs, but you can freeze mint, In ice cubes or you can freeze it uh, just the leaves themselves and then you can use them later in the season so that's an option for preserving but it really is the best plant to start with period but i really love to use it for tea as well there's so many different types of mint also so there's like apple mint lemon mint pineapple mint chocolate mint all of which are a member of the mint family but really do hold the scent and the flavors Of those like fruits and things, so if you're into mint, definitely get a uh, variety of mints. Chocolate mints are wonderful for a dessert type thing. The next plant that I recommend planting, as far as for your an herb garden, or really just a great plant in general, is lavender. Lavender is actually a member of the mint family, but has so many uses. Uh, using it for teas, I use it for scrubs, for um, adding to lotions. All that, uh, you can add it to desserts and uh, ice cream and all kinds of stuff. Lavender is a really great um, thing to grow. Not only that, but it just adds the scent uh, to whatever area you're living, to your living space. It's really wonderful. So a couple years ago, I I planted some lavender. It's really taken off since then. So I have a really good plant at this point. I need to prune it back. I'm not so great at doing that, but uh, I'll probably do that this year. Uh, it needs full sun. It's not getting full sun right now, but it seems to be doing just fine. So lavender might seem like an odd choice for tea because it's uh, a flower. It definitely has a strong flavor. If you walk down the tea aisle at your store, you might find many brands that offer a lavender tea. Lavender vanilla, lavender lemon, are two, are two really popular tea blends. So... If you're good, planning on using it for cooking and things like that try to try, i would try an english lavender if you're going to harvest your lavender do it right before the buds of the flower open that's when the essential oils are at their peak so that you're going to get the best scent and the best benefits from your from your uh, flowers at that point all right the next plant that i would recommend planting is chamomile now i have had like zero luck growing chamomile i try i've tried over the last couple years I am going to uh, be successful one of these years but it really is such a beautiful plant it's like such a simple and dainty flower it's got so many holistic properties and it really is a must-have for a functional tea garden there are two different types of chamomile a Roman chamomile which is more like a spreading ground cover and a German chamomile which is like the small daisy like flowers that is what is commonly harvested for tea so if you're looking to do it for tea, get the German. It says, all my research says that chamomile is relatively easy to grow. I just, I haven't had any luck. So definitely take it on and try it. You can f- I have found it at the store. I've also tried it from seed, but it's also a really awesome garden pest deterrent. So it's a must have in your garden. Harvest your chamomile when the petals are laying flat and are slightly bending down from the center. That is when they're gonna be at a peak um, for their beneficial properties. Harvest by clipping the flower heads from the stems, and then lay them out in your dehydrator to dry them out. And keep the flowers. So what you're harvesting for chamomile is the actual flowers. Keep them in an airtight jar. When you're making tea, you seep those dried flowers in boiling water. Another great one is lemon balm. And lemon balm is very close to mint. It's almost like a lemon mint, but it's um, it looks very similar. To me, really, the only difference or the only way you're going to tell difference is to smell it. And it definitely smells like a light and refreshing lemon. And adding lemon balm is a, it has a very similar effect as adding lemon juice. So it's definitely something you want to have for tea for lemonades, things like that. It's very easy to grow and should be it, like mint. It can be pretty invasive. So you want to pot plant it in a pot or boxed off area of your garden. All right, ginger, ginger is, I love ginger tea. I have not taken on growing ginger yet, but, um, I really do love ginger in tea. It provides a great spicy flavor. It's obviously a staple for Asian cuisine because it has a lot of, um, anti-inflammatory properties. So it's got tons of benefits. It's great for the treatment of nausea, indigestion and high cholesterol levels. It's also used for infections. When using ginger for culinary purposes, it's a root, so that's what you would harvest. You'd harvest the root and then you can either ground it up or grade it to use in your tea blends. I'm gonna add some ginger in the next, maybe next year. I'm not sure, whatever next season I can, it might be a fall thing that you plant. I really have no idea. So I'm gonna look at that. If I can do it in the fall, and then harvest in the spring. That's what I'll do this year. But I would love to to have it in the garden because uh, it's something that I never really buy, but uh, when you need it, you need it. And I hate not having it when I need it. So I would love to have it on hand. All right, calendula. Calendula is something that uh, is really kind of risen in popularity lately, but it's um, a flower, really pretty orangey yellow flower. It has so many benefits. Calendula um is something that I've purchased to plant in my garden and I it was a small plant, so I'm looking to purchase more and really grow a large batch of it. Because it's just so pretty, but it also has so many benefits. It was hard to find too, so it was really hard for me to find actually at a store a plant, so I had to order and plant them by seed. They're pest control, good for attracting good insects and have tons of health benefits. You'll find them a lot in some teas and you can also find them in a lot of other like salves and ointments and and things like that. That's actually used for, um, for treatment of, you know, health issues. Similar to chamomile, you would, you would harvest the flower and dry it out and you would use that in the tea as well. The last one that I'm going to talk about is rose hips, which is basically the fruit of a rose plant. I didn't realize for a long time that a rose plant actually had a fruit. But you can find them at the very end of the season, after the roses are done blooming, um, the plant will pr- produce like a fruit, uh, which is often overlooked because no one's looking at rose bushes after the pretty roses have gone away. But harvesting these fruits allow for a variety of uses. You can use them in jams, jellies, wines, and teas, They're really just the beginning. There's so many options. So while your r- rose bushes are a little bit difficult to plant and maintain, than a normal herb, they really do add a wonderful addition. So this is where, if, when you're drying this stuff, um, either hanging, you would hang your drying herbs um, in some in some area that is clean but is able to get uh, air circulation. You also, or you can use a dehydrator. So those are two options for actually drying your tea, um, either leaves or flowers, or whatever it is part of the plant that you're doing. So I love, love, love this idea of having your own tea garden. So I've been working with a company called Farmhouse Teas, which grows their own plants, their own herbs and packages and makes their own tea blends. And they are just wonderful. So if you guys are interested in checking that out, you can go to Farmhouse Teas. They are a wonderful little tea merchant. That's just one of my favorite. And my favorite is the Peppermint Patty Mint. Uh, so I love to go there too for inspiration on what other plants are necessary because when you go online, you can find what's in their teas. It's just a really great way to, f- to figure out ingredients and other plants that you could possibly grow. So check them out. They're really a wonderful company. Again, that's Farmhouse Teas. And my favorite is the Peppermint Patty Mint. So guys, I hope that was kind of helpful. Again, I'm just going to read through them real quick. You definitely want to have mint, lavender, chamomile, lemon balm, ginger, calendula, and rose hips. If you can plant all of those in your garden, you would be off to a really great start in building your own tea garden. So I hope that was helpful and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. I have a brand new guide out that is just perfect for this time of year. The ultimate fruit and vegetable seasonal guide is now available and you can grab it for free at www.savemyveggies.com. If you are like me, you have thrown away produce that you just never got a chance to use. I used to do this all the time. Especially this time of year, as my harvest starts coming in, it can be difficult to properly store everything and make sure I either preserve it in time or use it up. That's why I created this guide. This guide has everything you need to stop wasting fruits and vegetables that you either grow yourself or purchase at the store. Learn how to properly store 25 plus fruits and vegetables to help them stay fresher longer. This guide also includes a month-by-month seasonal timeline so you know when to stock up on inexpensive and high-quality fruits and vegetables to save you time and money. Again, you can grab that free guide at www.savemyveggies.com. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have a topic suggestion for the podcast, please email me at info at